I know. Okay. It sounds like car wash. <laughs> like the song car wash? Yeah. The beginning of car wash? Welcome to Nerdy Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not think that you were going to do that. I wasn't. You should hand me that music box. The world was big and cruel, and cold and gray and sad. But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad. Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds. And they left the gray old square world behind. Nerdy Thursday, you're the man I Hey everybody, welcome to Nerdy Thursday. Friend. We're just a couple guys who like beer, games, and nerd culture in general. My name is Mitch, and with me as always is Sean. What's going on, man? Holy shit, what is going on? Holy crap, it's a crapple. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, nothing much is new. See, it's hard to be put on the spot like that. No, I feel pretty good. Like, good weekend of cleaning. You just remarked on how you wish that I still had my Christmas tree up. Yeah, you should have kept that up. <laughs> After years of being like, you fucking weirdo, take that tree down. <laughs> I, like, I like things that are, you know... It's the same. Um, it's normal. It's normalcy now. See, it wasn't yeah, right. It, how weird is that to walk into my house and it's like, man, it's just normal to see a tree, right? <laughs> but no, I don't think it was hard to be put on the spot. I just didn't know that you were gonna take the lead on that intro. And I was just like, what is going on? Well, you stole my thing because I forgot about it. So I figured I'd make up for it. <laughs> it's only been like ninety episodes. He forgot. <laughs> we're, well, we're back sitting in person, so I'm confused. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, but what's up with you, dude? I, I know you had a pretty eventful weekend. Oh, yes. Went away, grabbed some beer. We'll talk about that soon. But okay. what else did we do? I got a good fun story. Did I see you on Saturday? Yeah, yeah my birthday. It was your birthday. Duh. <laughs> Thanks nice. for all the calls for my birthday. Yeah, right? Thanks, <laughs> so, assholes. So, anyway, <laughs> today we're you got all... got a lot of likes on the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we're all... <laughs> We're all out at work doing doing work, and we all park it like w- near Walmart. Yeah, and we all come back at the same time, and we're all just standing in the yard. And one guy goes over to start his car, and there's a little note on the on his windshield, and it's got this girl's name, number, Instagram, Snapchat. And it just says, "Hey, I like your truck. Hit me up." What? Was she cute? She was cute because we tracked her down on the Instagram. So <laughs> You didn't even track her down. She left her info. Well, yeah, but you still got to track her down. You still got to <laughs> actually make the effort to look her up. Okay. So another guy goes to his Jeep, and this same girl had left a note on his Jeep that said, hey, really digging your Jeep. What a dick. Literally went to every Jeep. Like, there's a guy, so there's all our cars, and, like, they had everybody's, like, Jeeps and trucks, like, yeah. marked. And then across the parking lot, like, you know, the Walmart parking lot, there's the one where that used to have the, the carnival that's kind of out of the way and nobody ever parks yeah. in. That's where we're at. So you have Walmart, the actual parking lot, and then the extra, extra parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then right across, there's another one for like staples and all that across right. the road. Yeah. Yeah. 
Across the road, there was a Jeep that had a piece of paper on the windshield. That's ridiculous. This mud, girl... Mud really- Cricket slash Lot Lizard just hit up every truck and, like... Was that her Jeep. name on Instagram? No. That oh, should have okay. been. That's ridiculous. She real-life tendered. Yeah. No. She, she, like, checked out, like, if everybody's vehicle was a profile, she just... She strictly went by looks. Yeah. It's pretty smart. It's kind of weird. Left her like, information everywhere. She just wants to go wheeling this summer, I guess. Crazy. How much you want to bet it's a theater chick? I don't know. It would be uh, hilarious. It would be pretty funny. Uh, that's hilarious. That's a really good intro. I don't have anything good like that. <laughs> How does it feel to be put on the spot? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Cool. Pretty good. Sweet. It, Honestly, it just feels good to be back in person. Yeah. I, I didn't mind recording remotely, mm-hmm. um, but there's just something about you just smelling like trees and shit that just brings a certain aura to the show. I'm glad you enjoy it. Um, so we're going to start straight off and say nobody called us, so we have nothing to get into. Even though it was your birthday, nobody called to wish you a happy birthday. Just messed up. How rude. I alluded to... Our logo master even is family. And didn't call. <laughs> Did he call you in person? No. <laughs> Did he text you? I don't believe so. Did he Facebook message you? I think so. Okay. <laughs> That's like the scale of like... <laughs> uh, right, Facebook message. And then like at the bottom is a Facebook post. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anybody who left a picture or a good like little like story, I gave a heart to. Everybody else just got a like. Did I get a heart for the Facebook post? I don't remember. For Nerdy Thursday? Oh, maybe. Because that was heartfelt. Maybe. Okay. What, are you pointing at this? Yeah. You want some? There you go. <laughs> I got I to gotta try it so I know which one I got to talk about. Okay. <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> well, cool. nobody gave us a call, so we're going to jump straight into our uh, super fight winner from last week. All right. Uh, as a quick reminder to everybody who we actually were... I am continuing to be on the shit end of the stick and no matter okay dude I literally went in there and I grabbed these modifiers from four different spots yeah. this time just to cuz I've always have that idea like maybe the ones close together are kind of related whatever or like they sorted alphabetically when they first open it or like first packet yeah probably stuff like that yeah bears beats Battlestar Galactica all t- all next to each other it's weird weirdest thing right um so I pulled a mermaid which i decided was king triton because i feel like it's okay for me to do that uh, and i also I w- said that you couldn't do that but it didn't really matter i do it anyways i know <laughs> i make the post man <laughs> uh and my king triton was rabid for some strange reason and is also somehow killed by water so maybe oh maybe he was a zombie Ooh, too late. Man! You should have thought like, about he, that Like, he died, like, as soon as he was born, and he just grew up a zombie. Fuck! Zombies can't grow their dead. Yeah, maybe. No. Well, maybe it's a tiny baby science. King Triton. No, I agree with Wait, that's science? You've done zombie science? Yeah. Okay, whatever. And you were, and I quote, literally the insane clown posse. Who had hands instead of feet, and there were three of them. Yeah. Um, so, according to this poll that I put up on Facebook for you guys to vote on, uh, I just barely lost. Yeah, you won. I, doesn't, I, well, I know I won. You won. But you barely losing doesn't make any sense. 
That's <laughs> I, six member. That's six I, ICPs. Just, yeah. Versus just, a god. Just like punching. He's not a god. He's a god. No. King Triton, that's Neptune. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so you won 15 to 12, and uh, I'm going to just read the comments on here real quick. Our good friend Milton says, Triton takes all three out. Watch the clip from Summer when one of the ICP guys tried drop kicking Fred Durst. It was embarrassing. They aren't tough. He's got a point. I wish he had clipped that. I would have watched <laughs> the shit out of it. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you not seen that? No. Oh, it's pretty funny. Uh, Paul Pig says, man, I was rooting for you, Sean, but a mermaid that can be killed by water, Triton or not, that's a shitty draw. Amen to you, sir. Amen. So I agree. Voted for me. Yeah, I think you voted for you. <laughs> and then Jay Jorgensen says, ICP will cut your back off. Juggalo Nation Unite, Fago Life. Whoop, whoop. Did I sell it? I've listened to like one ICP Yo, song. he gets it. I don't know. He's listened to one song. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that what they do? I have an idea. Y'all are weird. I just like the makeup. Okay, cool. Well, I did look at an apartment once that had a Juggalo sticker. Yeah, I did not. I did not move in. <laughs> you left immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, this one's not for me. I don't think. And I'm out. I'm afraid well, of what I'll find. Empty Fago containers. Ooh, Mitch, Sean. Do you think that this is gonna be my week? That I somehow finally get characters that are. Um, better than you no and even if you do i'll find a way to win no you won't yeah you can have a better character but i'll still win yeah it's like uh mitch is an entire colony of ants and i'm the motherfucking son and somehow i will lose yeah this smells like cauliflower Hmm. i like your description interesting okay mitch you start us off who do you got Okay. Meatloaf. Are we talking about the food or the Paradise by the Dashboard Light Dashboard Light guy? I'm gonna find out once I read my modifiers. Okay, I'll choose. I am a rhinoceros. Ooh, I might have to be the the pan of meatloaf then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat you. I know. Okay, but if I'm poisonous. Ooh. Okay. Modifier time. Okay. Meatloaf. Can run 200 miles an hour, but only in a straight line. And throws spears. Okay. Okay. I have no depth perception, because of course I don't. Cool. But I also get to draw and play two random attributes from the deck. Give me that sweet goodness! My man! They're right there. They're right there! (laughs) Beautiful. I thought they're still up there. Which makes no sense... I drew these. I guess I'm going to be Meatloaf, the guy, the singer. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> I would love to see a pan of Meatloaf just running 200 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus Christ. Give me another character card. Why? <laughs> um, okay, so one of my attributes is I'm a rhinoceros in a jet fighter with no depth. For... <laughs> That's pretty cool. But my top half is. <laughs> I don't even know. And it get says it. draw a card. It says play another character card from hand. Which means I have to draw. Because yeah. no, typically you have to. I'm a nudist. I am a nudist. Uh, 
from my top half. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming. Tell me more. That they are calling me a top half, not by a rhinoceros on all fours. So not the front half. He's the front half. It's the front half is a nudist. So I'm a nudist with huge ass rhino feet. Okay. This might be one that I Photoshop. <laughs> In a jet fighter. You're fucked. You're fucked. How could you win? So I'm just going to outrun you. Yeah, but my jet's going to fly just as fast as you, and you can only run in a straight line. So I'm just going to, as you're running, just... Fun fact. Blow you up. Fun fact. Okay. <clears throat> Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> would do anything for love. It's crazy. I know he would. <laughs> but not that one thing. But yeah. Yeah, but not that. <laughs> he's... An average size guy, maybe a He's little pretty bit bigger. Hefty. Yeah. So him being able to run two miles an hour, the, the spears are obviously out of it. I have the ability to, and I'm pretty sure it's like it's always going to hit if yeah. it specifically says throw spears. Yeah. But I'm not going to throw spears at a jet fighter. No. At a rhino, I would have, but I can't at a jet fighter. So I'm going to do is take off running at 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And then, as you're like flying over me and you start to shoot, I'm just going to lay down. Okay. And then I'm going to get up and I'm going to run 200 miles again. I'm just going to keep doing that until you run out of gas and crash and die. Yeah, and but... Here's the fun fact. Okay. Yeah. It is the military tactic that if you are under fire from the air to lay in a straight line. Okay. Because it's the hardest to hit for a fighter pilot. Sure. But so, there's always the lucky meow, shot. Meow. There's always the lucky shot. I'm not here's worried about luck. I'm worried about skill. And here's the thing. I'm going to end up getting you from the side... Dude, I'm going to find the right angle to mow you down. No, because I'll be running. Yeah, you'll run. You won't be able to come at me perpendicular. I can and cut you off like smaller. this. I don't know, man. I'm just going to shoot that ground and hope for a lucky shot. Because I ain't got no depth perception, so it don't even exactly. matter. It don't You're even not matter. Even able to see me. I'm just going to light everything up. No, I'll see you. I just can't tell how far away you are. Exactly. I think I got this. Nope. I, I outrun you. I got until this. Until you run out of fuel. No, is no would be hilarious, and you can't actually use this as your defense. I thought you you said with the spear that you were going to... Uh, spoilers to Game of Thrones watchers. I thought you were going to Ice King me or Night King me. Wow. Way to drop like I'm that. a dragon. And then steal my fighter jet and light me up. Just ruin it for Ben, the only guy who hasn't watched that listens. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I forgot that he just started that. Yeah. Um, my B. I think this is my fi- finally my week, boys. Um, it's very rare for me to, you know, like we end the discussion and I feel positive about it. Yeah. So yeah, I feel pretty good. That's a good start. Yeah, Mitch, you got a story behind all these great beers behind us. Uh, which one did you want? Uh, we're gonna do that one. Okay. But we'll talk about the other two, too. Okay, cool. You want to tell the story, what you did, while I get this set up? Yeah. I celebrated my birthday with you, watching the Bruins win, and then went to sleep, and I found out, oh, my God, that is, like, oil. Yeah, this is pitch black. <laughs> so, <laughs> My anyway, God. Then I um, went to... Well, at work on Thursday, they said we had Monday off for Patriots Day and the marathon and stuff, so... That was pretty cool. And so Caitlin and I decided to go up to our favorite place in Vermont, which is Stowe, which is where The Alchemist is, and Hetty Topper, which I know some people that listen know about, or other beer fans do know about, stuff like that. 
And I'll take the one. Oh, that is that's your one. cup. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to give you so much head. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said on the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you friend cast. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we First thing we did when we got up there was go to the Alchemist because they were closed the other day. We'd be there. Yeah. And then on the way back, we randomly decided to take uh, one of the small roads all the way back and found Lawson's with the Sip of Sunshine, which just started getting distributed around here and is huge. Mm. So I got something that they said was one of their limited releases throughout the year. Oh, damn. This is the place that you sent me a picture of, right? Yeah. And you're like, this place is awesome. Yeah. Sick. How far away from us is this place? It's pretty far. Is it? It's like right below Stowe. Oh, shit. So at least two hours away. Yeah. How far is Stowe? Three and a half? Three. Three? And a half for you. Three for you? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You're right on the Vermont <laughs> border. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. I am super amped to try this. Yeah, but this is the Lawson's Faced in Maple. It's an Imperial Stout, 10.1%. I think it's oh, Waitsfield. Waitsfield, Vermont? I do not. Yeah, Waitsfield. Is that right next to Gatesville? No, that was in a different spot. <laughs> <laughs> From the looks on your face, you are not a fan of this, or you weren't expecting it to be so heavy? I was. I, it, even though it came out like motor oil, I don't think I was that like expecting that much out of it. So you made the same face. That's a... Uh... <laughs> Dude, that coats everything in your mouth. Yeah. It's on my teeth. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. You don't taste the 10.1%. No, definitely not. At all. This is very good. Did I ask you if you've had the Aztec Winter from Bright Ideas? Even if you did, I don't remember having it. Oh, okay. If I did. I think that's one of the best stouts I've ever had. And this is very good. Mm-hmm. Man, I need another sip of this. Roasted in black malts, heavy dose of Vermont maple syrup. Rich, complex beer, perfect for sipping or pairing with chocolate or dessert. I could probably eat this with a cheesecake. Mm. This tastes, I mean, I'm so used to stouts just like kind of really having a bitter note. Like you take yeah. a sip and you're like, you know, something like that. That's a general. Like all of them? Or no. Are just thinking like Guinness? That's my general reaction to a lot of stouts. And I think that's kind of why that Aztec winter blew my mind. Yeah. Because it was just. It had more more notes of chocolate and like a little bit of spices and stuff like that, and it went down much like this, a little bit easier. Yeah, but this is really good. Yeah, it is. God damn, Mitch. We need, we need to get Gus on while we still have these good high percentage beers, <laughs> so I can hit him with that joke. <laughs> he doesn't listen. You want to tell the joke? No, I'm gonna wait for it. Okay, Let cool. It be authentic. I love how you said that on Saturday. Uh, you're like, we need to have Gus on the show soon. And I'm like, you never say that. Why? Just for this joke. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have him on soon. We got to figure out something that he would like have some input on. I don't know. Cool. Mitch, what would you rate Lawson's Finest Liquids Faced in Maple Imperial Stout? Straight from the Green Mountains to your head. I needed the catchphrase in there. Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Touche. I will give this. It's hard to find a lot of faults in this. I, I'm going to give this a four and a half. 
Nice. And I'm actually nervous to finish that and get through this whole show with two those. more beers. Yeah, which are <laughs> Sterkwit. These are the Alchemist ones, which is a Belgian-style double wit beer. That's 7%. And I thought it was pretty good. We took a sip of that. Those are the two we opened at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And that was – it was pretty good. Uh, I think it's kind of light, but I like how they did a double wit. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had one of those before. Okay. Which made it a little more of a beer compared to the other wit beers I've had. Yeah. Are these the two new beers that, since you've been there, that they introduced? I've never seen Sterk Wit, and I've had Skadoosh before. Okay. But I think like I, that's like Treehouse's Curiosity. It's like Skadoosh number whatever. Oh. But I didn't catch the number. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, what about the Skadoosh? It's an IPA. That's also 7%. Damn. Yes. Okay. Uh, which one do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't care. Whichever one you want. Uh, no, you you just pick. I, no, I can't. It's Turquit. You want Turquit? No, Sh- I don't want that one. Okay. So you, you pick. Yeah, you can take the no, cauliflower one. Okay. <laughs> that's your choice. I am completely fine with that choice. Like, even just smelling that skadoosh. Yeah, because I got three of those at home. Oh, nice. And one of them's going into a raffle basket for next saturday two set three saturdays from now is that the jack and jill yeah cool we're doing a, a beer did i do any a beer do you basket. want a donation or anything that'd be cool cool i'll have to remember that for tomorrow you will you'll hear it again uh, <laughs> i know tomorrow when i edit this <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna try this again and i'm gonna give this a quick rating uh stirk wit that belgian style uh double wit seven percent avv drink sound thank you it's really good this is a really good beer yeah uh i'm gonna have one of those i think later when i'm watching game of thrones way behind everybody else is there one of these in there (laughs) no that's the one okay the rest are the yeah this is a five (laughs) nice this is a five to me this beer is delicious especially and i think like i have a different appreciation for it after trying this yeah like this is great in one sense and then this almost like cleansed my palate to like get ready for this and having a sip of this it was just like that's amazing because they're such stark 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 differences differences yeah nice yeah so i'm gonna give this a five which i think is like the only time i've done this on this show or third one of the few yeah yeah uh what about you did you want to rate this, or are you just rating that one? Oh, I was just going to rate this one that we cool. were having. <laughs> oh, you're not rating I, this good douche? Uh, no. I'm going to wait till this is gone. Okay. Then we're going to come back and rate it? No. Okay. 375. Beautiful. There we go. <laughs> I'm like, how are we going to have a beer that we don't rate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mitch, you talked, you've been teasing for a 4. couple 5. of weeks. 4.5. <laughs> it says the good same point. thing. Like, I could drink this yeah. and then, like, any other beer, and it changes the profile of it. 100%, right? That's Isn't nuts. that the strangest thing? That's cool. Um, yeah, right? I'm, my mind is well. These are already, like, kind of fitting. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so you've been teasing all of our listeners over the last couple of weeks via, whether it be Facebook or on here, that we're going to be talking about something about time travel. Yeah. Which Would, would you agree? Which would, pro- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which would lead everyone to probably believe that we are talking about... Back B-T-T-F-2. to the future. Yeah. Oh, we haven't done two yet? That's probably good. 
But we're not doing that today either. No! Fuck that. You bunch of schlubs. Let's Thought we were going to take it easy. Time turn this episode on its head. Ha <laughs> ha! Boom! Motherfuckers! Now, Harry Potter. <laughs> a, a couple of years ago. And it's funny because I texted you last night. I was like, fuck, I don't think we've ever even done the second movie. Apparently we did. Yeah. And I don't remember ever doing that. Yeah. I'm upset we didn't Rocket League it. Oh, yeah. And just do it again? Yeah. We should just, like, redo everything. Like, anything we, be, before episode 60. Yeah. Anything before the over. soundboard. Just start over. Okay. Just, like, anything's fair game again. Like, in 200 episodes, we'll do the Goonies again. And... Friday the 13th. Andy will still be a whore, so. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't always recommend people going back to listen, back and listening to our, our backlog, because we were all over the place. Yeah. We've got a pretty good system going right now. Kind of. And I like it. Yeah. Until it changes again. It will. But that, man, the first 30 episodes, like, every three episodes was a different format. <laughs> whatever fuck it and i can understand like you remember those four episodes where we just recapped recent news yeah we tried that it was awful it didn't go good it wasn't good (laughs) that's a that's a throwback for y'all listeners we're trying to find our niche yeah and i think we found it just two dudes having fun and giving each other shit yeah fuck it which is where we started um but if we're gonna time travel back to the future if we're gonna turn some time we're talking about harry potter and the prisoner of Azkabaz. Where? Azkabaz. Okay. How do you say it? Azkaban. Azkaban. Ha! Why did I say Azkabaz? <laughs> I don't know. Man, I feel like an idiot. You thinking about Baz and... Probably. Like, you want to ask him a question? Maybe. Like, where have you been? That'd be a really fun episode to do. <laughs> where are you? Like, Azkabaz. finding Baz. Oh, ask Baz. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> What kind of bloody stupid question is that? I need another drink. It'd be awesome. (laughs) All right, boys, I'll be right back. Got a real spliff. (laughs) I think I sounded like him, yeah? No. No? Not even close? Sorry, man. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, man, where do you want to go with this? Uh, To Hogwarts. Okay. Choo-choo, jump on the train. No, he doesn't. Yeah, they're on the train. Yeah, they get on the the train. Yeah, because then the train stops and the Dementors come on. Okay. Do you want to talk about that first? No, probably him blowing up his aunt. What? Oh, you want to start there? Yeah, he's a psychopath. Okay. Harry Potter's a psychopath. He's not a psychopath. He's pretty much he's a psychopath. Em- he's an emotional teenage boy uh, who, who can't control his emotions. Who, in all seriousness... Uh, see what I just did there? I like it. In all seriousness, said, when I see Sirius, I'm going to kill him. He's like 13 years old and he's... Like, if that went down, that's literally first-degree murder. He killed his parents. That's what he thought. He didn't even know all the facts, and he's just going to kill Sirius Black on some hearsay? Yeah. Bunch of nonsense. That's what I'm saying. I, okay, so where do you want to start? Well, we can start there. I don't care whether they're getting blown up. No, no, because you seem like you're like, oh, well, the part start I want to start. The part I want to start is way after. Not way after that, but it's at, definitely after that. Let's go. That's That's time travel to the future. Where are we going? We're going to go to how this is the most racist of the Harry Potter movies. I do not know where you're going with this, but I can't wait to find out. Okay. I don't <laughs> know if you know this. You watched the whole thing. Yeah. Straight up, I did not. And I didn't remember. But you've seen it before. Yeah, a zillion times. Yeah. And I didn't remember this. So I'm like, like I'm glad I got as far as I did because it just clicked a couple things. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have forgotten to talk about Trelawney. 
I would have forgot Hagrid. This is where he takes Trayvon over as like a the, professor. Yeah. And then I would have forgotten this part, but I didn't see this part. It just kind of clicked. Um, this is why it's the most racist movie. First movie, Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. How many black characters are there? Just the one. Yeah, Dean. Dean. Two. How many black characters are there? Dean. Number three. How many black characters are there? Where's Dean in this one? Dean somewhere. Is but Dean? there's the new black kid. Who's the new black kid? The one who says, you can't catch smoke. And like, I don't know about you, like, maybe I'm the racist, but <laughs> like, you know how smoke's either- Am I racist for looking too far no, into this? <laughs> you know how smoke's either really, really white? Yeah. Or it's like black. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just because the black kid's saying it, I was picturing black smoke. And saying how you can't catch it. And then he says something else after that. And like, but then they says there's like another line about something being dark. Yeah. It's the black kid saying it. Okay. Like anything having to do with dark or black or anything like that, the black kid saying it. Every line. I feel like this is a stretch. It's not. A, in a product. I'm going to reshow you. I'm going to reshow you. <laughs> okay. As soon as we're done. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to be like, you're going to have to like turn the mics back on and be like, oh shit. Oh, no, I'm not stopping right now. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying after when we're done and you see it, you'll be like, ooh, this will be an add-on. All right, so you wanted them, right? Okay, Stinger. <laughs> uh, so you think that the movie's uh, racist. So this is like your point. I'll go to my point. You told me to shut up because like when you come over to record, we'll start talking to you like, just shut up. Just wait until we're recording. I mentioned to you, th- this was my least favorite book slash movie out of the whole series for yeah. a really long time and I think I just figured it out today uh-huh. that it's because like in the first four books this is like the first one this is the only one that doesn't have like some adventure that kind of can almost kill them it's you know like a happenstance yeah it's kind of like a situational thing that progresses this is the book that progresses the Harry Potter story yeah through to the end because there's a lot of stuff that comes up in this book in this movie that take effect later like you've got the secret passage to the street to the shrieking shack underneath the whomping willow tree uh-huh. and then you're introduced to the marauders map which uh george and fred are both like you'll want to go here to go to hogsmeade yeah and it's the one-eyed witch one-eyed witches uh portrait and that comes into effect later in the series yep so this book did a really good job of setting everything up but up until now i don't think i appreciated it because i haven't seen this in a long time and i haven't read three in years because it's it was my least favorite Uh but i have a newfound appreciation for this even if it is super racist i was gonna say that because you even get introduced to like the catalyst of the whole story Mm -hmm. because without peter pettigrew and scabbers there's no Harry Potter story. Dude, I even... Okay, so I felt... It's been so long that I was sitting there watching this, and I... You know me. When I watch a movie, I type notes. Yeah, and I also felt kind of retarded when I started watching it last night, because, like, how do you not see... Oh, nice. We got plenty to talk about. How, like, how much, like, fucking foreshadowing is that the rat's important? so big i forgot that peter pettigrew was scabbers nice and so when hagrid ends up giving because ron's like oh my god scabbers is missing fuck you hermione your cat uh ate my my rat she's like oh my god keep better track of your pets blah 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 blah. then hagrid gives it back to him and i'm sitting there i'm like 
that's not Scabbers. That's Peter. That's Peter Pettigrew. And that's the Animagus version of him, you know? Uh-huh. And, of course, I mean, I forgot that Peter Pettigrew was literally Scabbers for 12 years. Go figure. Weird, right? I fucking forgot. <laughs> Whatever. Classic. And I wrote in here and I put, like, uh, Ron and Scabbers yeah. get dragged into the Whomping Willow by Sirius Black. Mm. And then, like, two minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm retarded. <laughs> so that's a thing. Nice. Oh, man. But this really does such a good job of setting everything up. Like, the first two movies did a really good job of being their own thing. Uh-huh. You know, connected through the story, and it progresses. But three just feels like such an anchor to these the series. So, that's all. That's all I want to say. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Basically. <laughs> it's Got a good my movie. point across. <laughs> so what are some things that happen in this movie that uh, that you really like? Things that are super, um, that stuck out to you? Like, for me, the, like, everything to do with Trelawney, I loved. Yeah. Uh, just because she's a fucking wingnut. Like, she's a crazy person. That everyone's just like, oh, I can't take this divination class seriously because, you know, this is a bunch of hocus pocus, which is crazy for a bunch of witches and wizards to think. Yeah. You know, um, so they're like reading tea leaves. And of course, you know, everything behind that. Yeah. Read my palms, you fucking lunatic. Yep. I read my tea leaves. Ooh, you're going to die tomorrow. But Trelawney turns out to be like actually super gifted. As you find out when, like, Harry goes to bring back her magic ball and she just, like, launches into this premonition that just, like, kind of gave me chills. I was like, holy shit. Okay. That was pretty cool. Yeah. With the weird voice and everything. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely it, helps. She, like, embodied this other person to, like, give this this premonition. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Do you have anything? <laughs> Yeah, I like how they have the like you said the martyrs map, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really come out like clear who they are. Yeah, even though if you're smart enough to figure it out, you realize like now he's got another thing from his dad. Yeah, that he gets to hold on to. Because they didn't they didn't say that sp- like explicitly in anywhere in this movie. Yeah, like Lupin clearly uh, knows about it, and he, you know he doesn't say why he knows about it. And so, um, you mean that he made it? <laughs> yeah, he's one of the four that made it. He's Mooney mm-hmm. off the thing. But you can like inf- in Sirius's bad foot, and you can like infer that, but it's not explicitly spelled out until like later in the series. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just one more thing that Harry has of his dad's that this troublemaker that it actually turns out that you know using these devices to get around and cause trouble are actually really good at saving your life too amen i really liked in this movie or story or book or however you want to take it we're mainly focusing on the movie guys um how the misdirection really happened throughout the whole movie with it in terms of uh Sirius Black's like real identity what actually happened okay and the him basically being a red herring to Peter Pettigrew being a thing and, and like the real threat mm-hmm. because it even starts back at the beginning when Harry blows up his aunt yep that bitch trunchbull um 
Did you realize that was Trunchbull? Yeah. You did? Okay. So, blows up Trunchbull. She flies off into the sky. He runs away, packs a suitcase, runs away, gets picked up by the the wizard boss there. And that's about when we start learning about Sirius. Yeah. Not the conductor or whatever, just the guy that's, like, the attendant. Yep. The Start- bellboy. The bellboy, yeah, yeah. Starts telling the story, and uh, it, that's when you just realize everything's kind of hearsay. And, like, nobody really knows what happens. And as the story goes on, more and more is revealed about this. Mm. The premonition even is super vague to the point where, like, if you watch it again and you know what happens, it's like, yeah, that's talking about Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. But the movie does such a good job of setting it up to, like, it never wavers on the fact that, no, they're talking about serious. You know yeah. what really um, grinds my gears, though? What's that? That's clearly serious right at the beginning when he's stranded. Yeah. Why is he, like, coming at him all mean? I think that's just him. I think that's just his dog form. Even though. What I'm saying, but his hair's up and he's, like, growling. But he's, like, his hair's up because he's just mangy in general. Okay. Because you see him later in the movie and he's just mangy as fuck. I don't know why he was growling. But he's, like, growling in, like, in attack mode. Now, I was thinking that, too, because I had a similar thought when I saw uh, Sirius appear. And I'm like, I was under the impression that maybe there was something around him, maybe, that he was trying to scare off. But there's nothing conclusive to that. That's just kind of what I gathered from it. But it was pretty weird that... I wonder if the Ministry of Magic knows... Yeah. And there's like a Dementor yeah. up above Harry. Maybe. That just didn't get close like they do in the later movie. and The fifth, I think. It's the fifth yeah. or sixth when Maybe. he saves Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. But like this one, like they're still like, because that way they put him around Hogwarts and they stay away for the most part except for Quidditch. Yeah. But like I wonder if. Bunch of assholes. Like, hey, go, go over to Little Windling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's also a, that's a good point. And, but I mean, it's all, it's all good. If you can overlook that one weird little thing. Yeah. Cause I, I also didn't get that. Like I said, I feel like everything else was set up really, really well. Yeah. Cause then it shoots you back. Like <clears throat> you think of that again when you see the grim and the tea leaves mm-hmm. and up in the clouds when he's playing Quidditch. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Okay, this black mangy dog is following him everywhere. Yeah. Like, why is he seeing the Grim? Like, even at the beginning with the growling. I wonder, do they touch upon that later to kind of explain that? The what part? Uh, like, the fact that he kept seeing that even though it's an omen of death? Oh. Not really. Okay. It's just that it was a black dog. <clears throat> Interesting. But you know how it is once you when someone puts that in your head. Maybe up in the clouds, it wasn't even really the grim that he saw. It's just what he thought he saw. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I also really liked the dynamic between Snape and Lupin. I like Lupin's character in general. Yeah. Being he's the one that when the train stopped on the way to Hogwarts and the Dementors got on, the Dementors have a serious hard-on for Harry. Yeah. And um, they end up... Uh, getting thwarted by Lupin, who is coming on as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. And you learn later, uh, later in the series, well, later in this movie, partly, but later in the series that he was like, they were all best friends. Yep. 
And, um, I mean, you don't find that out until later, but I don't know. It, it's another cool little tie in that builds up to the future, but I really liked him. He is a werewolf and I liked the part where, uh, Snape had a cover for him. You remember this yeah. for one of the classes because he was incapable of teaching yep. at the time. And of course the, what he changes the subject to, because they were talking about something else was werewolves and animaguses yep which was which was crazy because that was the two main focuses of this movie yeah and i'm starting to think well i'm not starting to think it's very clear but i don't know why i just said that i'm just spewing words at this point but you've got one lupin is a werewolf yeah and one animagus serious it's very clear and pointed what snape was getting at to try to yeah that lupin was a werewolf werewolf but they didn't know about the animagus part no because the main focus was learn how to tell if something's a werewolf like he was just sitting there calling out like teacher's not here because he's a werewolf yeah exactly yeah these are the signs uh pay attention over the next few days let's see if you notice anything right what a dick what a dick (laughs) but i like how it worked in the animagus so yeah. you'd be like, oh, because then, then it's still later you on. You didn't know as a watcher that that the, was yeah the be first go up. around. Yeah, because then you're just like, oh, he is an animagus. Mm-hmm. Two of them were uh, between him and Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. So, man, I really appreciate this movie. They do a really good job in these stories of weaving things in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, be it like how Harry learns more information, like sneaking into Hogsmeade. Because obviously he didn't have a permission slip because he ran yep. away from home. Uh, so he snuck into Hogsmeade using the one-eyed witch painting that he learned from Fred and George. An invisibility cl- cloak. And his invisibility cloak, yep. And that's where he ends up learning, you know, the full, uh, air quotes, truth about Sirius. Through yep. McGonagall and the Minister of Magic. Oh, talking about the Minister of Magic. How about his little uh, Frankenstein lurchy motherfucker at I the beginning that of the movie? I think just works at the the Lucky Cauldron. Yeah, the Tom, Tom. I apparently, but that was like, did you not get super like young Frankenstein vibes off yeah, of that guy? Definitely, dude. It was hilarious. Definitely some Igor coming out of him. Like I to the point where I almost paused the movie to look up who played him to see if it was the same guy, and I was like, "There's no way. Definitely, not. it can't possibly be." But they looked. so so similar <laughs> but back to you know finding out the whole the whole truth air quotes again about Sirius which kind of leads into you know you know Sirius having betrayed his parents to Voldemort and killing Peter Pettigrew yeah. to Harry seeing Peter Pettigrew on the map after Scabbers goes missing and he's all over the ho- all over the hallways and stuff it was just it's so well done yeah but I feel like this is like one of the plot holes and I hate to blow up a story we both love so Do much. It. Do it. But people always joke that Fred and George are super cool because mm-hmm. they just let their brother sleep with a guy named Peter. But, like, I feel like that'd be a name that the Weasleys would know. Why is that? Like, no, in the history and, like, like even the, like the older ones definitely, like, would know, like, the story. Yeah. And I feel like... We're not going to talk about 9-11 without bringing up Osama bin Laden. Right. So I feel like, you know. Well, I guess, I mean, on a counterpoint, on a counterpoint, 
you wouldn't bring up 9-11 without thinking of Osama bin Laden, but I would relate him more towards Voldemort, who would and, be his and like sidekick. Sirius. Yeah, I guess everybody so knows instead about of Sirius. like bringing yeah. them, instead of bringing up the victims. Yeah, I guess so. I I don't know. I don't know. I agree. Like they have the map. Like how do they not realize that some dude was just sleeping in in Ron's room? Yeah, named Peter. But I can't imagine that Scabbers. Here I am, guys, just breaking it down mentally, verbally. I may not make sense, but Scabbers probably wouldn't sleep in his bed. No, but do they know still in the everybody room. in the room? Yeah, huh. yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like the the sleep, yeah. like the where they sleep. Yeah, yeah. Neville, Seamus, Dean, Harry, and Ron. That makes sense. And Peter. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Like they probably know everybody in the house, so yeah. it wouldn't matter. Like who's just Peter Pettigrew just walking around? And you're right with with Arthur working at the Ministry of Magic. It would make sense that they would all know the name Peter Pettigrew. Like it might have come up in passing it's one of those like you see the name you're like i know that from somewhere yeah you know and it's not from school <laughs> who are you hmm interesting interesting do you have any other plot holes that you want to pull into this movie maybe okay maybe in a little bit when we actually get into time turn travel some time yeah <laughs> Uh, another part of this movie was um so you mentioned haggard becomes the uh the magical the care of magical creatures teacher is that yeah that's Close his enough something like that and his first class with this is taking all the kids into the woods to meet a fucking hippogriff <laughs> yeah why not i mean true why not <laughs> but you know kids are assholes you know someone's gonna get hurt i mean they just dealt with the mandrakes last time so yeah like if you think about like the level of like different because mandrakes like, can kill you. Like creatures, yeah, yeah, that you're dealing with. That's true. <clears throat> hmm. That one seems a lot more tame than the mandrake. It's like coming up against a grizzly bear or a black cobra. Yeah, sure. Like the cobra's going to kill you faster than the bear. And that's the mandrake. Exactly. I see your point. I get it. So, yeah. It just it seems scarier. I guess. I, I guess, because it's bigger, yeah. and it doesn't look like a kid, cuddly, screaming root. Uh, so Harry, of course, because it's Harry, uh, kind of makes this bond with Buckbeak, the hippogriff. And, oh, look at those pops, my buck. Buck. Um, and then rides him to, like, one of the most, I- excuse me, one of the most iconic scenes in Harry Potter being on the back of the hippogriff, skimming yeah. the water like I'm, you know, just Leo DiCaprio, yeah. like I'm the king of the world, and you know, mm-hmm. and he gets back, and of course Malfoy's a, a complete moron, and walks up and gets smashed up by this hippogriff. Really? Yeah, smashed it's, up. Sounds like you're on Malfoy's side. You wanted Buckbeak to get executed later in this movie. Okay, I didn't. I think that Malfoy deserved that. He's a little shit brain. Yeah, but he didn't get smashed up. He got smashed up. He got hit in the arm. He was so faint that he had to be carried out of the woods by Hagrid. I hate you. (laughs) Fucking hate you. (laughs) This uh, one thing leads to another. Uh, Malfoy's dad gets Buckbeak condemned, sentenced to death, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, he dies. Yeah. He gets his head cut off. 
yeah. by an executioner with a blade that was just way... It didn't need to be it that fucking big. It was comically large. It was humongous. I've definitely seen one in a video game somewhere that's that comically large, and I can't think of where. Uh, um, Silent Hill. Yeah. The pyramid head guy. Yeah. Yeah, with that just huge fucking sword <laughs> drags around. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. My favorite scene to come out of this is Hermione punching Draco straight in the fucking face. Yeah. Because they're all going down to this execution, and there's uh, Draco and his boys just like, oh, yeah, that's, it, my dad says I can keep the head as a trophy. Maybe I'll give it to the Gryffindors. <laughs> and then Hermione threatens him with a wand and then just socks him. Pow! Right in the kisser. Yep. So that's a thing. That happened. Yeah, it was definitely good. So that's when the boys go down. Boys and Hermione go down to the the shack to see Hagrid comfort him. That's when they get Scabbers back. Yep. That's cool. And then all of a sudden, a rock comes flying through the window and hits his face and hits Harry in the back of the head. And they're like, oh, shit, they're coming. Got to run. Got to run. You don't know where these rocks come, thro- mm-hmm. come from. And I completely forgot until later in the movie. I'm like, very nice. I like that. Now, there is even a little bit of foreshadowing here with uh, Hermione saying, oh, I thought I saw... Oh, never mind. Never mind. Let's go. Yeah. But that's the thing. Uh, so, uh, Buckbeak dies. That's kind of sad. Yep. So that's the thing. But um, you want to talk about Dementors or the time travel last? Let's do Dementors now. Okay. Dementors. What a bunch of dickheads. Well, you know. <laughs> okay, what was the point in having these here if they're attacking students? They weren't supposed to. <laughs> and like you said, they have a hard-on for Harry. Yeah. Especially after the first one gets a, a little taste. Yeah. Because their whole ju- point <laughs> is to feel the sadness in somebody and okay. take away the rest of the happiness. Yeah, but their main point is to be able to track down this one estate escaped convict. Yeah, but they... From Azkaban. <clears throat> if you remember anything about the mentors... They can't distinguish between anybody. It's all just about feeling. I think it's just weird that they just keep going after Harry Potter. Like, this is my big hole of this movie. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because, like I was saying, he has that, like, so much trauma in his past, and he's so sad about not having parents that the little bit of happiness that covers that, they can see, like, it's like a thin candy shell, like a Tommy boy. That'll just melt off Never in the like in the. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mitch is about to sock me in the fucking face. I'm about to get Hermione'd. <laughs> we'll talk about that at another time. <laughs> hey, it's a show for us to watch. But anyway, it's a thin candy <laughs> shell, and they just want to be able to break through that and get to all the sadness. Yeah, and they'll just suck his soul out. <clears throat> then. Uh... <clears throat> Excuse me. Why didn't Neville get attacked once? <clears throat> He's like the second most sad kid in the entire movie series and book series. Because you just you forget about him. Yeah. He's not the chosen one. So do the Dementors. See, this is what I'm talking about. They just can't pick and choose one kid well, out see, of hundreds of kids. They can. Because you're talking about... To the point where they stalk him the onto train a Quidditch pitch? They're flying <clears throat> above... Yeah. Quidditch pitch. Yeah. They're flying above the school. Harry went up there. Neville doesn't play Quidditch. Yeah, but they went up there directly at Harry. Like, they weren't just like, oh, I guess we're going to pass over here on our way out. 
No. Like, they could sense him, and they swarmed to him. And this this has happened several times through the movie. Yeah. <clears throat> I just call bullshit. That's all. Okay. Feel free. That is it. So these creatures, I mean, they're pretty fucking freaky creatures. Like, yeah. they're basically floating shrouds with, like, you remember, you ever learned about lampreys? Those super evil, like, deep water fish that just have round mouths with, like, thousands of teeth? No. Oh, they're fucking gross. Okay. Hey, Siri. I could have done without this, but okay. Show me a picture of a lamprey. Nope. I couldn't find any matches. What a bitch. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't way, matter. Way to make that up. <clears throat> but they're awful. No, they're, look it up after. People, if you know about lampreys, call Mitch and tell him that he's wrong. 413-48-0076. Nice. So that's a thing. Um, I mean, they show up a lot more through the series, but I don't know. It's, they just seemed – there was no point for them to be at the school. and no point did they do anything good. They only caused trouble. Yeah. Did, did they stop Sirius Black from getting in? Nope. Did they because find him? the same way he escaped. Anytime <clears throat> he got near Dementors, he was in his Animagus form. Can they not get him while he's in his form? Exactly. I don't remember them explicitly saying that. Yeah, they do in the book. Yeah, okay. Well, that made And then you just got to know that. For that would make sense. But how do the... I imagine in Azkaban, they made it so he couldn't change form. I don't remember this. Oh, he does. Yeah, he, he had to have He changes point. forms, and then they open the door because they can't sense anybody in that cell that's supposed to be there. My man. Yeah. My man. Just like where... This is why we're Nope, friends. that's later. That's next movie. <laughs> it's the next movie when Barty Crouch escapes... Uh, they don't talk about how he I don't does think that it's one next either. Movie. I think it's the sixth yeah, movie. the Goblet of Fire. Is that Barty Crouch in that one? Yeah, because he that takes one over Mad Eye. In it? That one doesn't have the Pensieve. Yeah, yeah. It takes over for, takes over Mad Eye. <clears throat> Good call, man. Yeah. I love this series. <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna get to the whole point of us teasing you: time travel. How do you think it's done in this movie? Like, how well do you think they did it? Uh, Pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's a lot like Back to the Future style. Okay. Where you can't see yourself, like... It's, I the thought whole it, I thought laws it was, of, of time travel yeah. thing. Yeah, but I thought it was weird that <laughs> they fucking... Like, you you turn the time, and you have to relive the time. So this is where you said, we're not really talking about time travel, we're talking about time turning. Mm-hmm. Because, like... You go back in time just so far, but you still have to live out all the time, like that same amount of time with your other self. Yeah. That's what's kind of weird. Because it got back to the point. They had to get back to the point that they time turned, and then their other selves kind of disappeared into nothing. Yeah. Which is kind of the reveal at the end. And. They actually play with this whole they they hint at the whole time turning throughout the whole movie because uh, like so say Harry Ron and Hermione just get out of class and she says something she's like yeah I just came from this ruins class and they're like how could you do that that was at the same time as this she's like oh don't be silly you can't be at two places at one time I took it at another time yeah you know something silly like that but they do it a lot through this movie to a point where it's just like. Ron multiple times says, "When did she get to class?" Yeah, um, which still doesn't make sense because he would see her coming in. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. 
I, I guess. <laughs> but all that is clear is that they didn't show up at the same time. Yeah. She came in afterwards. So they definitely do hint at it through all of this. But what kind of leads up to them using the time turner is uh, towards the end of the movie, they are confronted but with Sirius Black. This is shortly after they leave Hagrid's hut. This and is after the execution. After the execution, exactly. And Sirius Black is there in his animagus form and appears to go to attack Hermione and Harry. Ron. But launches over them and grabs Ron by the leg and grabs him underneath the and drags him underneath the Whomping Willow tree. Yep. Now, in they get to the Shrieking Shack, which uh, was alluded to earlier in the movie. This is like another one of those things where they sit up, they set up every location with like an exterior shot earlier earlier in the movie. Yep. Like it's so good because I'm sure you remember at Hogsmeade. Ron and Hermione are like standing there, like looking. Hermione's like, "Oh, let's get closer." Yeah, and I liked seeing the progression of Hermione and Ron's relationship yeah. in this movie. It's kind of cool. That's a lot of foreshadowing into the future. I also <clears> like how <throat> this is also the most haunted place in like England in the Shrieking Shack, mm-hmm. but it's only that way because of the martyrs. Yeah, because of them being in there, but because not no- anybody knowing that they're in there. Yeah, because nobody comes and goes. Yeah, they found the safe. Yeah. The safe uh, path, hidden passage. And yeah. And just used it as a safe zone to make sure they control their werefo- werewolf friend. <laughs> exactly. Which is so crazy. Because this is just setting up five movies from now. Like, yeah. Or four movies from now. Like, oh, the wherewithal to create this world. So fucking cool. Um, but they end up going down there. Uh, they've, re- you know, the whole plot becomes a thing. They realize everything. I also realize. There didn't seem to be any re- repercussions for Harry attacking Snape. It's weird. Well, the Dumbledore just wrote it off. Probably, but you would like think you would else. think that there yeah. would kind of be a, be a, a bigger deal about that because when Snape comes to him, he's like, "Where are you, Harry Potter?" And then Lupin turns into the werewolf kind of thing, and it yeah. all gets brushed aside. Whatever, neither here I nor mean, there. But that whole scene plays life out. Life or death is way more important than an Expelliarmus. Exactly, which he clearly missed and just knocked Snape across the room, which was hilarious. Yeah, like everyone else's Expelliarmus was perfect, knocked the wand out, and Snape just goes rick rocketing across the room. Right, loved it. So that whole scene plays out. They figure out that Pettigrew is Scabbers and blah 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 blah. They end up uh, Lupin and uh, Sirius want to kill Pettigrew. Yep. But Harry's like, no, nah, it's taken back to the castle. It's better, you know, for everybody to know the truth. Other than that, you're just going to be a murderer. Yep. Cool. Makes sense. Level-headed. Way to go. Uh, that is actually pretty smart. Yeah. And these two who have been stewing for 12 years, obviously, they just want to fucking Not even kill this guy. Only one of them for 12 years. But the Lupin's been will... living with the idea. Well, with the thought that he's already killed, Sirius already killed him, kind of. I don't know. The series already killed who? Uh, Pettigrew. Well, yeah, but so he was always on Pettigrew's side. Mm-hmm. It's only the last week and a half, like ten days, or even if, even if that long, that he's However now long, on Sirius's side. However long it's been since Harry told Lupin that he saw Pettigrew on the map. Yeah, and how yeah. come you can't see Sirius Black on the map? Because he wasn't in the castle. He had to have been sometime. Possibly. 
yeah, but I don't think Harry was watching the whole time. Maybe that's one of those I don't know, right place, right time kind of things. I think, like, that's I think that one can skate. Started chasing him. Yeah, probably. I think that's one of those ones that I will let skate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they are like wrestling out Pettigrew to bring him back to the castle, and lo and behold, it's a full moon night. What? Which means fucking Lupin. Remus Lupin turns into a werewolf. Because he didn't get his potion. Nope. Didn't drink his uh, his little thingy. His wolfsbane. Yeah. Which is fun, too, because then later in the movies with Slughorn, the creator of Wolfsbane's grandkid is in that party. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not. This is going to be fun, rewatching through these over the next however long. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, Sirius turns back into a dog, saves everybody from the werewolf uh they fight into the woods harry potter comes and saves sirius because he just got fucked up by that werewolf uh lupin goes to trace off presumably to bone some other wolf yeah Yeah. because there were howls and he the only thing keep uh dragging him away from killing those guys is getting some pussy Mm -hmm. yeah uh so then there's this whole dementor scene harry goes yeah, my ba- my father created a Patronus, blah, 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 which is another thing introduced in this movie. Big thing through the series. And they wake up in the hospital. And that's when the time turning starts. Yeah, this is where the main time turning starts. Yeah. The Are last you? 20 minutes or so of the movie are them reliving half of the movie. Yeah. Which is like, and like I said, it was weird that you have to relive the whole time that you turn. Yeah. Because then like, they're the ones who throw the rocks. Like, Hermione's the one who's like, oh, shit, we got to go. Yeah. I got to get our attention to get out of here. Throws the rocks that you yep. talked about earlier. But then, like, they watch them come out, and they avoid everything. They steal Buckbeak so he doesn't actually get executed. Mm-hmm. They did that <coughs> smart. They waited until the executioner saw him there, so yeah, it didn't the, look the like it was, magic. it was Hagrid. And, like, they saw it all locked up and everything, too, so it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. But then... They have to wait until they come. They're like, so that all happens, and they come back down, and they get, you know, sucked uh, under the wampum willow mm-hmm. by Sirius Black, and they just sit there, and they wait. They have to wait for however long, which was long enough for the sun to go down and like come back up and it'd be a full moon, like pretty high in the sky. So yeah. it had to be quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then they just sit there for that whole time and just wait. Like yeah. that, that's miserable. Yeah, and then go down and watch Harry and Sirius being attacked yep. by the Dementors. And it turns out that his father's Patronus, as he think, is his future, past, current, alternate self. Yeah. Doing a pa- expecto a Patronum. Me. Like, between that, like, the whole, the whole, they you live the original timeline, and this is where my mind always starts twisting. Yep, this is where it gets... This is how it gets hard. Because you initially watch that scene in Hagrid's where the rocks come flying in. From nowhere. From nowhere. But it's them throwing the rocks. It's this one gigantic mind-melting loop. Like, yeah, those rocks are going to come through because those people, you are going to go in back in time seven hours from now and throw those rocks through the window. That's a thing. So that clearly means... Right now, those rocks are coming through the window. Right. It's just mind-boggling. And then, like, between that and Harry doing that across the lake with the Patronus, 
it hurts my brain to think about. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't figure out how I can turn time and like throw something through that window. Yeah. Well, it, it you didn't because well, know, it didn't saying, fly through here earlier. But if I did, yeah. Like I just don't understand how I'm sitting here now have the memory of that rock coming through because nobody's done it yet. But, but you don't have a memory of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't have the memory no. of it coming through here. That's like because if a, I hadn't thrown it yet. Exactly. How fucking weird is that? Like it doesn't make no sense. Ugh! And then Hermione, when she's like, "Oh, I thought I just saw nothing." She clearly saw herself. She knew it, and she knew the rules of time travel because Dumbledore allude, alluded to the rules. Yep. Like nobody can see you. Blah 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 blah. So she knew. She's just like, "I see myself." whatever don't say anything ignore it yeah ignore it nope nope something else is going on clearly they need to be here yeah kind of thing but like it's just like it the, where does the loop start <laughs> that's well it's i like how this movie done does it where there is a loop and then it ends it doesn't split like we're gonna talk about this at some point but in uh back to the future 2 they talk about every time you time travel it splits, it splits yeah. timelines. There is no split in timeline here. Yeah. Once you get back to where you initially time traveled, when you time traveled, those people now do not exist. You exist. You know? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, kind of, except for that. Because the whole fading away thing. Their previous, their previous selves faded away? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just listening yeah. to us trying to work through how fucking time travel works. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm with Ron at the end of the movie. Hey, are you over the, there when you're just there? I was just talking to you right here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I like how Harry and Hermione, knower of the laws of time travel, they're right? like, yeah, no, you don't know. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, no, we've been over here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you're crazy. You're hurt just doesn't make any sense yeah there's no start to the loop no there is no start to well there is a start to the loop there's not that night in the hospital wing when they go back in time <laughs> that can't be the start of the loop though that's the start of the loop because we're watching the original timeline where the rocks come through but, but the original we're following loop? the original person so timeline loop that's literally a loop yeah, but <laughs> that, I just made a loop motion yeah, with okay, my finger. But here's that where is the rocks loop. are. Yeah, that's the first thing that really happens. Okay, like, so that is the first looping incident, I would say. Because so, until then, they're not rock act- incident. They're not active. That's the first active thing they do. Correct, but they don't need to be. They need to hide from sight. So, okay, timeline. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Rock. Back in time. Yeah. Rock. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if that's the start <laughs> of the loop, it. if your fist right there was the start yeah. of the loop, yeah, this is not good for audio fuck listeners. Why did but the rock, yeah, come through the window? It hadn't happened yet, but it would have in the future is past. But it's not the future; it's now. Yeah, it's we're, the future. We're talking past. about now. Yeah, but the future became the past, which became now. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to time travel. <laughs> I do, but I... Oh, man. Dude. I wish that there was more that we could say about this movie, but we talked for almost 50 minutes about it. Yeah. Believe it or not. Um, 
I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I'm really glad that we went back and watched this, and that this isn't just an October thing, like we originally set up, like it was going to be the last week of October every year. Yeah. We did that once, I think. Yes, this is your Halloween movie. Yeah. Did we do that twice, or did we only do it once? Might have been twice. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember talking about the second one. Whatever. Happy April, everybody. Six months. Whatever. Yeah. Close. (laughs) Big deal. Big whoop. You want to fight about it? Oh, man. Yeah. That's about all I got to say. about. Do you have anything to add to this movie? No. I got to say it was racist, and I can't wait to prove that point to you. (laughs) And I really hope it's enough for you to come back and, like, sting the episode. I hope that this next next movie doesn't have that other black character in it. It doesn't. Are you sure? 100%. <laughs> I'm going to watch. Look intently. up look up his IMDb. I will right after. Yeah. I, I will after. Um, so that's a thing. Another thing I wanted to pose. So at one point, um, Sirius is talking to Harry, and he's like, I know you don't like being home. I don't know if you know I'm your godfather. Do you want to come You know, stay with me? Yeah, it's not creepy for an old man to say to a child. It's his godfather. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody knows that. But, like, come on. They just it's, met. It's hearsay. Exactly. <laughs> he may be the godfather. Uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. But is that something that's redacted? I know that he ends up getting Sirius Black's house later in the series. What do you mean is it redacted? Because at the end of this movie, he's still on the run. Yeah. So he clearly can't go stay with him at his house where it would be the People first. People to look. Exactly. Yeah. It's not redacted. They just had to wait for the right time. Right. But as of right now, it's redacted. Right? I don't recall how four starts. No, yeah. Does it start at the the Dursleys? It has to. Okay. Because he has to stay there for the magic to work. So he's protected. Gotcha. Cool. So Dumbledore is basically like, new. Nice, nice to offer it, but he's still got to go home. I also like how Dumbledore basically through this whole series acts like that. Okay, so you know that that one really good employee, right, yeah. who absolutely does everything to undermine what their bosses want them to do because he doesn't think it's right. Yeah, that's Dumbledore. He has no boss though. He is the boss. He he just like well he has Except the boss the of like the Ministry of Magic, yeah. right? Uh, and he, fuck the Ministry. Yeah, he's just like. You know what? Do what you need to do, but don't tell anyone I told you. Here's a time turner, which is highly illegal. There was the siren. Yeah, we recorded long enough. Man, Mitch. Sean. On a scale of one to a bowl of bluebirds flying through a montage just to get crushed by the whomping willow tree. Yeah. How many bluebirds getting crushed by the whomping willow tree would you give this movie? 22. You look like a 1992 punk kid with Blue your birds. head. I'm getting whomped. By no, Willow. 22. Got it. Sean. Check mark. Mitch. On a scale of one uh-huh. to a bowl. Yeah. Of pieces of chocolate to feel better <laughs> after trying to do the Patronus charm. It's pretty good. How many pieces of chocolate would you enjoy that you enjoyed this movie? I'll give it 24. I'll give it 24 pieces of chocolate. I really like this. Know what else we didn't talk about? Bogarts. Bogarts? Bogarts. Yeah. At all. But that's okay. Those are the things that become your nightmare. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Whatever. Would you like a balloon? (laughs) 
basically. Dude, that's coming up soon. Yeah. I'm exci- I'm super excited for it. That's like September. Damn. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you just listen to a couple guys drink a bunch of beer, talk about a movie, and fantasy shit. If you like uh, what we do, go ahead and give us a follow. Find us on Facebook. Find us over. Uh, find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. You can find us all of those places. But if you do use iTunes, go ahead and leave us a five star. A five star rating. Five star. Five star. That would mean a lot. Five star. Five star review. Okay, Booker T. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it really means a lot to oh, us. I'm sorry. Do you want me to do it better? No. I could do it better. No. Are you going to do a spinner Rooney? No, but I definitely would. I'd hit that. I'd I think you're, that. <laughs> you're not You're not big enough. <laughs> I'm not big enough to do spinner Rooney? No, to hit everything you just pointed yeah, at. Yeah, I am. I got wide oh. legs. <laughs> No, you don't. Yeah, I can almost I almost basically you... do the splits. No, you can't. I know Try I can't. it. No, oh, okay. I'll, rip my, I'll rip myself. <laughs> I won't even rip my pants. I'll rip myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Quick shout-out, Cowabunga Breakfast. Thanks for the theme song, Invention Nerdy Thursday. Brian Betts for the website. You can check him out over at the Caped Podcasters. Uh, they just got a new show out covering Howard the Duck. Yeah. So check that out. That rocks. And we also have a Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash nerdy Thursday. Every dollar goes a long way. We definitely appreciate it. Um, one last thing. We do take voicemails. You didn't hear them on this show because we didn't have any. You bums. But you can give us a call at 413-418-0076. It goes straight to voicemail. So don't worry. Just leave us a message. Uh, weigh in on this week's super fight or ask us a question or just tell us how much you love us. That would rock. But I guess we're just going to have to wait until next week. And uh, in that meantime, we're going to have to keep keep it nerdy. That was such an awkward transition. I fucking suck. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I should leave that to me. In 1952, the world was a darker place. There were only six days in the week, not seven like we know today. Everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray And they were sad almost all the time Yeah, they were in Back in 1952, there were six days in the week You could never know which day was the one for you But I do In 1965, somebody came alive and they had a great idea to make a brand new day it was called nerdy thursday and it was a day for all the people across the world who played D and magic the gathering and had land parties and it was their very own day for them the world was big and cruel and cold and gray and sad But Nerdy Thursday came up and made everybody glad Because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds And they left the gray old square world behind Nerdy Thursday, you're the man, I hope you'll be my friend Okay everybody, Uh, real quick That black kid from the movie has only been in this one movie 
And Mitch is grossly misrepresenting how racist this movie is. <laughs> I, I am so sorry, but you literally just l- looked for trigger words that came out of his mouth, and you're like, that kid's black. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you, I saw it in your face that you were like, okay, that is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I I thought it was funny when he's just like, black? It's like catching smoke. No, yeah, black could be anywhere. It could be, yeah, oh, yeah, all over your skin. <laughs> like... like <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sorry all the other kids are white in school. Like <laughs> anybody could have said that. Why'd it have to be him? I, I don't know. You and the Grim? The darkest homin in their world? Okay, that one's a stretch. Uh still the only black kid in class. Same anybody could have said it. <laughs> like you so you have one like black character. Are you saying in, that in those scenes to say <laughs> the only thing about being dark or black? Are you saying that? Guess you'd... what? He hasn't been in like any other movie. He's got 11 acting credits to his name. Are you saying that you'd rather him not have had a line and that line went to a white kid? Yeah. <laughs> he could have had more lines that just didn't have to do with, you know... Colors? Yeah. Okay, so another thing that I noticed while watching this, so you cut to... Oh, there's a sign Please. in the dining room, right? Where Draco's going, oh, another couple mo- moments if I didn't get to... Mrs. Pumphreys or whatever the fucking medic's name is. Yeah. I could have lost my arm. And Ron goes, listen to this guy just playing it up. Later in the movie, after when he's sitting there nursing his wound from Sirius, like dragging him. Yeah. He's like. With the crutch and everything? No. And he's laying against the stump. Oh, he goes, yeah. I'm going to lose my leg. I'm going to lose my leg. And Hermione's like, oh, she'll take care of it. He's like, it's too late. <laughs> my leg's gone. <laughs> like, he totally stole right. Malfoy's line. To pick up Hermione. Hell yeah. That's all I got to say about that. And I'm so glad you just pulled that up because I'm like, man, I never would have caught that. (laughs) Fuck. 